Lund, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away, whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoy Ling. DeCam says, give me that, a pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way, bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around, corner, pocket, cash for Lund. It is getting really, really close. Everyone is practicing right now. Games are just around the corner, and we are so pleased to welcome in the head coach of the women's basketball squad at the University of Northwestern, Aaron Call, to the pod. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. It's always uh, always exciting time of year, and uh, excited to be on with you guys. So starting off, Coach, we will obviously get to the basketball. We will get to what you're thinking about going into this season. But we're always curious to hear, what do coaches do in the offseason? How do you pass the time when I'm sure basketball is obviously a part of it with recruiting and so many other things? But what does Coach Call do in the offseason to uh, make the time pass by? Yeah, sure. It's a good question. Obviously, you can recruit nonstop. I mean, you could recruit all year long, every day if you wanted to. Um, so obviously there's some of that. I also, you know, my kids play basketball, so I've coached some of their teams, some of their AAU stuff I've done over the years. Um, my sister has a cabin in Iowa I like to go to. Um, so, you know, we like to do those types of things and I like to play some golf in the off season and, um, do some stuff like that to try to try to get ready. Cause it's going to be really busy when the season gets, gets going. Say, Coach, you, you brought up Iowa there, so i got to throw this one out there now before we get to the court. So you're an Iowa <laughs> football fan. Uh, yeah, how, yeah. How, how does it feel to watch a high school offense on Saturdays? I mean, <laughs> ooh, it's got to be, gotta be tough. <laughs> I don't know that you're giving them a little too much credit. Um, I don't know that it's looked like that. Obviously, it's been a tough season to watch the Hawkeyes play offense, but I'll be a Hawkeye fan through and through, and I know those guys want to get it figured out more than I do and more than the Hawkeye fans do, so... Hoping that they can get it turned around. We've seen it before, but we'll see. We'll see what they get going. Hey, they've been known for uh, pulling off big ones before, so maybe they can get it done. But anyways, uh, uh, looking to one other thing you mentioned in there, I'm also curious. You said you coached your kids' AAU teams. That's probably a different dynamic than at the college level. Would you, you agree to that? Do you have to kind of have a different coaching philosophy or style with that? Is it different? Yeah, for sure. And, and up until this point, I've coached my son's team. So I've, I've gone from coaching the women's team to, to coaching the boys' team. And actually, this past year, I didn't coach. I needed a kind of a some time off because you literally go right from college season right into AAU season like the next week. Um, so this year, I was excited to take some time off. And uh, But next offseason, um, AAU season, I'm coaching my daughter's team, um, which will be a lot of fun. I haven't had a chance to coach them yet. They're sophomores. Um, in high school, so really looking forward to that opportunity of a bunch of kids from our high school that are going to play together, um, and it, it's definitely a different dynamic, um, but it, it, it can be a lot of fun. I think there's a lot of uh, questionable stuff that goes on sometimes on the AAU circuit, um, so it's I, I try to kind of look at it a little differently, take a little different approach, um, 
and try to make it almost a little more education based, I guess. Um, and, and hopefully kids have a good experience and, uh, we can have some fun, uh, through an AAU season. That's good stuff. Coach, we want to talk a lot about this coming season, obviously, and what you're thinking about going into it, but we do want to touch a little bit on what most people last saw from your squad. And I know you competed in the NCCAA competition back in March, but if we can take you back to the end of February last year and what happened inside of the UMAC where you guys were on a roll in February, I think it actually ended up being, I want to say, 12 or 13 straight wins, I believe, when you beat Bethany and then Martin Luther to close the season and then the first round of the playoffs. And I'm sorry to bring you to that Friday night (laughs) in February where you guys are hosting North Central for that massive game. But we have a few questions on this wide and I, but just starting off, for you as a head coach in that spot, you know how big that game is. You did everything in your power going into that game to make sure your team was ready. You guys were feeling ultra confident, I'm sure, as you should, with how you'd been playing the last month. So how much harder did that make it when that night ends and you have all those seniors on the floor? And we don't have to remind you, but for our listeners, it was, unfortunately, for Northwestern, for you guys, it was the fourth straight year that you fell in the semis, just one step shy of the championship. So my long roundabout way to get into this question is, what do you say in that locker room after that game where I'm sure there's so much disappointment, but... How do you approach that with with players who are going to be leaving the program in a few weeks? It's been such a successful last month, but it all flips on its head in that one night. What do you say in that moment? Yeah, you know, um, you you really kind of, at least my approach in that, is to kind of reflect on what has happened and just to let the emotions be what they are at that time. Um, It is, like you said, an emotional time, and especially for our group last year that had been together so long had had so much success on the court and you know, you know, right. I think it was 13 in a row that we had won and, and played really well against North central up until that point. And, you know, that we knew they were a good team and they had a really good night and we didn't. And, you know, you just talk about how sometimes that is what happens and uh, it's not always, uh, you know, fair to, to the way the season went. Um, but that's just how life rolls sometimes. So I, my approach is just to kind of let the emotions be what they are. Um, just, I, you know, probably tell the to the players, you know, thank you for uh, letting me come along with the ride on the ride with them because it was quite a, a fun ride and to get us share the regular season title last year was pretty special for this group and um, so I, I think you know it's it's been a while now but that's typically would be my approach in that situation and just kind of um, you know let them feel what they're feeling address it talk about it together and and um, you know it's you never nothing you're gonna say is gonna take that away. Um, but just try to um, acknowledge it and, and um, honor the, the moments of the season that you have just come off of, of, I think, is typically my approach in that situation. As I mentioned, I mean, that was not the last game for you guys last season. It was just about a week later the next Saturday where you hosted a regional final in the NCCAA and had that big win and then got to go once more to Indiana. But why and I are always fascinated with especially those tough losses. I mean, we asked it to Coach Gross last week with their loss in the NCAA tournament. We've asked it to other coaches. Mm-hmm. Everyone is different. Do you watch the film on that game? Do you wait a long time to watch it? How do you approach <laughs> that, whether it's weeks down the road, months down the road? What do you do with that game film? 
Yeah, that's a good question. I haven't watched that one. Um, there wasn't really a reason to for me, I guess. Uh, you know, we were moving on to our next uh, opportunity at that time. Um, if I were to watch it, it might be going back during the summer to see, all right, what is it that we needed to, you know, what went wrong? What what kind of things that we need to fix? Um, I, you know, some of that type of thing might be the reason for it. I didn't feel like um, this year in prepping our team to, to keep playing that there was much of a reason um, for me to, to spend a lot of time with that game. So, um, and then once the season was done, you know, I was probably ready to take a little bit of break. So um, I, I haven't gone back and watched that one. Coach, jumping ahead to this year, I have not fact-checked this, but Ryan told me you don't have any seniors on the roster this year. You lost a big group last year that had been around for a long time. So where do you turn for leadership this year, and who are kind of some of the people that you hope step up? Or is it just going to have to be a collective group, uh, all-around effort? Yeah, so are you telling me that when Ryan says something, that's not a fact? Then I mean, to you me, know, you fact-checked it if Ryan said it. But maybe I, I'm going to let – if I'm incorrect, you can blame him for uh, me getting <laughs> it wrong is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, he's right. We have no seniors on our roster this year. So we graduated, I believe it was seven um, last year. And, we, yeah, we didn't have any juniors last year. So we have uh, no seniors on our roster. We only have three juniors on our roster. Um and then the rest are freshmen and sophomores right now. So, yes, I think it will be a, collect, a collective effort a little bit. Um, we are, you know, we'll look to our junior class who's been through quite a bit. And um, right now we have one captain, Libby Gross, who's been around quite a bit and, and seen, um, you know, what our program's been. And obviously those two classes have been part of two regular season conference championships. So we'll lean on them and, and, our, and our sophomore class who did get to play quite a bit last year and, and played in some big moments. We'll certainly um, look to them too, but it'll have to be a little bit of a, a collective effort for sure. From year to year, Coach, for each program now, things have forever changed. I mean, there's traditional you know, recruiting and bringing in new freshmen like you have, and then there's people returning to the program, and there's people who graduate, but now there's this whole wrench thrown into the whole thing with the transfer portal, and you can build your roster now in ways that we haven't even been able to talk about or you haven't even been able to consider as a coach as you're now going into your 13th year it it is something to adjust to and you know it doesn't affect each team the same in the UMAC but we can say definitively that it is a factor in this conference it's not just a division one high level thing no the transfer portal is a thing in the UMAC conference as well here at division three so all that to be said what is your opinion of it is it good for the future do you see it as something that, you know, you and your coaching staff are still discussing constantly? How do we approach that type of a thing? What is your stance on where we're at right now in college basketball with the transfer portal? Well, yeah, and, you know, across divisions, it's going to be different for, for every division, right? I, you, there's definitely, you know, some good and some bad with it. Uh, there... There are some problems that I see is just how easy it is to kind of change a situation. And I think um, sometimes people are really quick uh, to just try to change their situation and, and think it will instantly be better. And the transfer portal makes that real easy. Um, that being said, I know there are situations where sometimes a change is um, something that can be real positive. So, you know, we monitor the transfer portal. We've we haven't we haven't done a lot with it, but we, we we've made some calls and and we're, we're obviously just looking for um, somebody that's a really good fit with our program. So that that becomes a 
you know, that becomes a, a real extensive prog- uh, process, not just a basketball fit, but a fit for our program and, and fitting into the culture that we have. And sometimes we've, we've been very fortunate. We've had some transfers that have worked out really, really well. Um, you know, I, you probably remember last year we had Ashlyn Jones on our team and, you know, kind of a unique situation to come in and play basketball. But we spent a lot of time, um, Ashlyn and I and, and my team and I just trying to make sure that she was going to be a really good fit. Uh, to come in and, and fit into the culture of our program. So that's what we spend a lot of time trying to make sure that those things are going to fit. Um, and so if there's a, a match there, sometimes that works out great. Um, yeah, but, you know, I think you have to, as a coach, you have to be able to go to all avenues through recruiting and, and you have to not, you know, you can't not pay attention to the transfer portal because it is a thing. Um, but we try to make sure that we're doing all different avenues to try to fill out our roster. Say, Coach, you've been able to practice now for a few days here. Season's getting rolling. What have you liked so far about practice? I'm sure this is an exciting time of the year for you. Yeah, it always is an exciting time. And and like we've talked about a little bit, we have such a young team um, that uh, it's kind of, it's young, exciting, it's fresh. We really, there's a lot of unknowns with our team. Um, and that's always kind of fun. It's always kind of scary as a coach as well. Um, But you really don't know what you're getting into and, and, um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of teaching that gets to be done right now, which is always kind of fun as a coach, especially this time of year. Um, it, it's fun to be able to do some of that and kind of mold the direction of your team. And we're kind of looking at it as this is our team this year and this is our team next year, plus some additional pieces. So we're kind of excited about really trying to build that thing and and um, you know see where we can get to. Um, it's always kind of fun to, to kind of look at it as, as you might have this team for for two years in a row. So, Coach, I mentioned this is year 13 for you. Have you ever had a squad without any seniors on it? And, I mean, you can even go back to before your time at sure. Northwestern. Is this a brand-new thing? I think so. Um, you know, I'm not 100% sure on that. I don't I, – I, there, there's – it's maybe ringing a bell that maybe one other time I had a, a squad without seniors on it, but I, I'm not 100% sure about that. Uh, I, it definitely hasn't happened very often. And, and you know, not only – if you look at this, just the way our roster kind of played out last year, um, we, our junior class doesn't have much on-the-court experience. Um, just kind of the way they were kind of behind um, some some pretty good players, obviously, in our senior class that, um, last year. So, you know, we have no seniors, and, and our junior class really has very little on-the-court experience. So I, I can honestly say I've never had a team with this little uh, on-the-court uh, playing experience. So you mentioned, I mean, the seniors from last year, and they obviously took a huge load of it and were a huge part of the production when we look back to that 13-game win streak last February. And, you know, Robbie and Kelsey and Allison and down the line, they were a huge part of that. But you also had freshmen who were growing up in front of your eyes, in front of all Eagle fans' eyes. And I think, you know, the huge game that Grace Landvik had against Bethany and that showdown where you guys had each won 10 straight. She had a monster game that I don't think anyone saw coming. Uh, Lexi Hagen was huge down the stretch. Jasmine Sandra will get more playing time. Taylor Shuck was a starter for you last year, and that's just to name four of them who are still now only sophomores. All that is to say, Coach, what did they show you last year as just freshmen? And then going off from that, what is the next step that they need to take? And really, you know, your whole group of freshmen turning into sophomores this season, because as you mentioned, they're going to have their names called again, and they're going to take that step up, and they're going to have even more minutes on the floor for you. 
Yeah, for sure. And we, we were talking about that today. Our coaching staff was actually, you know, just thinking back to those t- two specific games that you mentioned, um, the Bethany and Martin Luther, those back-to-back ones we needed to win. And I think Grace led us in scoring against Bethany, and, and I'm pretty sure then Lexi led us in scoring with huge baskets on the stretch against Martin Luther. So um, we were talking about the day that, you know, the difference is then they were coming off the bench. And, you know, on the scouting report, they were players, you know, five, six, seven uh, on the scouting report because everybody was focused on on Kelsey and on Robbie and um, on Haley. And um, so, you know, now their challenge is can they become consistent in those spots because they were able to just kind of be the, the extra juice for us last year. And now they're going to have to be the ones that are there consistently and doing that. And that's what they're going to have that opportunity. And you mentioned those four that have, have played quite a bit, you know, last year for us. But it's just definitely going to be a different role now for them. And, and I'm excited to see what they can do. They're excited. They're, they're a really fun group to coach. Um, uh, you know, Lexi's looked, looked really good in practice. You can tell that she's, you know, taking her game up another level. And, and, and Grace, or Vic as we call her, is has... Um, uh, playing with a lot of confidence right now, and Taylor with a year under her belt, and, and Jasmine as well. So it's it's going to be fun to see kind of what that core can can kind of lead us to now. Coach, I'm going to take it back off the court. You, uh, we maybe even asked you this last year. I can't remember, but you talked about golfing. You're a big golfer. You like to do that. I mean, me and Ryan swing it occasionally as well. So what's uh, what's the biggest strength of your game? And again, we may have already asked you this, but I forgot if we did. Yeah, no, we we haven't talked a lot about it. Well, you know, it's. I'm starting to play a little bit more. My kids are getting a little bit older, so it's a little bit easier for me to get out and play. So um, I, I got out and played a little bit more this year than I had for a number of years. And my assistant coach for the last couple of years, Tyler Schmidt, his his family owns a golf course. So he, you know, I like to try to pick his brain. He plays a ton of golf. And I don't know that I have any strengths on the golf course. I, I you know, I like to get out and play, but I like to get out and play with my kids now a little bit as my son's starting to play a lot more golf. So, um I don't know that I'm going to say I have any strengths as far as that goes. <laughs> hey, are you still uh, close enough with Tyler? You hook us up. We get some free golf or something sometime, well, or is that kind of out the window at this point? Yeah, as soon as the snow falls, I'm sure we can get you out there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, normally, you just take it day by day as a coach. You're probably just worried about practice tomorrow. I'm going to ask the question anyways. Is there a stretch on your schedule coming up this year where you're like, okay, this is really going to test us? And we're going to find out what we're made of during this stretch. Maybe it's even the first week or two knowing it's a young team. I don't know. What, is there kind of a stretch you're looking forward to this year? Yeah, no no question. I think everything is going to challenge us just because I don't know. You know, we don't have a ton of experience. We, we haven't been really battle tested with this group. So that being said, I think everything is going to test us. Uh, but there is a stretch of games in the middle in December um, where we go uh, – we play at Dubuque. Uh, we play Stout, UW Stout at home, and then we go to Dubuque, and then we go down and play Wartburg's tournament um, at Wartburg and Simpson. And obviously, Wartburg and Simpson are, are perennial powers. So, uh, you know, on the road at Dubuque, and then playing Wartburg Simpson and playing a UW school at home. I mean, that that's going to be a real difficult stretch for us. It'll be fun. Bethany and us are down at the Wartburg tournament together, so we get to see Bethany down there. Um, but we'll we'll have our hands full with with everybody on our schedule, no question about it. Um, but that stretch definitely will be one that we'll we'll really find out a lot about ourselves. So, coach, I mean, why did I hope to have you back on later on this season once we get into the thick of the season and once we're in UMAC play? But 
we talk about it a lot in the offseason. I'm sure you're following what's happening, too. I mean, there's seismic shifts, not just with your program, but you look at Bethany and a player that was one of the best to ever do it. If not, you could argue she was the best to do it in women's basketball at the UMAC level, and Hannah Geisfeld, she's gone. North Central, yes, they won the UMAC, but they're losing multiple pieces, too, and I don't have to remind you there's a new head coach at the helm there. And your buddy, Coach Grove, I mean, they they had some players as well that are leaving, but they also have some experience coming back. And then you, with all the changes we've talked about, I don't want to say it's it's a new era in the UMAC. I mean, you can say that if you would like to, but does it feel different than it has for a good chunk of years in the UMAC where so many players, not just with your program, but for other teams as well that we've gotten so used to watching are now gone. How much do you assess that within the conference? And I know you got that tough non-conference slate, like you mentioned, to go through first, but does it feel like maybe a new time for women's basketball in the UMAC? Yeah, you know, and, and we, I think it does. Those, the, obviously the Bethany girls, you know, like you talked about, Geisfeld and, and Olsen, who didn't, you know, didn't play last year, but they, and the group at North Central and our group really kind of had a lot of battles back-to-back, uh, for a number of years. So I think that does uh, signify a change. And then obviously we have a coaching change at North Central with a, with a new coach there. We have a new coach at Crown. Um, we have a new coach at UW-Superior. And we have a new coach at Northland. So, um, you know, that's four new coaches. So we don't really know what we're going to get as far as style of play and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So th- from that respect, it certainly does feel like um, – like it, it is a little bit of a shift, and it, it's kind of exciting to see where everything um, goes and and what um, what what kind of happens. Grove and I feel like we're just the old guys that have been around for a while now, and um, you know we've just hung in there the longest at this point, and we're going to kind of be excited to see what what happens with all these different programs. And then, coach, for me, as uh, I'll just end it with this for for me at least. Uh, you know, you talked about uh, you and Coach Grove. We know you have a good uh, friendship with you two, and uh, you know, uh, you look at a game like that this year, and, and they've kind of started to come on. They had the big year last year as well. Uh, do you guys still talk to each other as much as you do? I mean, have you been talking about this kind of in the off season? Uh, I mean, do you stay in touch and kind of see that it is shifting? Yeah, no, we talk quite a bit. Um, uh, I think we're due a phone call sometime soon this week. We've both been kind of busy here lately, but you know, we see each other out. His daughter is a is a senior in high school this year, same age as my son is. Um, so he's out, you know, on the recruiting trail and the AAU stuff. And I watched his daughter play AAU stuff. And um, yeah, we've talked about that quite a bit. And, and most of the coaches are out um, during the summer, so we'll we'll see different people. But um, we've talked about we've talked about that quite a bit we we we, yeah we stay in touch um it's gonna be interesting i think he's gonna have a pretty good team they have they have a a lot of experience back probably you know the most experienced back i would say i haven't looked at everybody's roster thoroughly yet but i think they're gonna have a a good team obviously they made it to the conference title game last year so be fun to follow them and and um, have a lot of respect obviously for what they do and it's fun to be able to have you know I'm, i'm good friends with coach grove but um I, I think we have a unique relationship in our league as far as, you know, uh, Coach Jones and I at, at Bethany talk and I obviously now know the, uh, the the new coach at Superior after as having coached against her. So she and I have talked this offseason and, and Leah, you know, being at Crown and now at North Central and the, and the new coach at Crown, I've gotten to meet him as well as he coaches an AAU team. Um, we actually coach... Um, 
we both coach 10th grade uh, crossfire girls so they're not probably we, we you know there's three three um, teams at the crossfire 10th grade level for girls basketball and two of them are coached by head UMAC coaches so probably not a lot of uh, situations like that but so it's fun to be able to get to know him through that just a little bit too and um, so I, I think it is a unique situation where we have coaches that really get along and pull for each other and, and like each other and, and work together and understand kind of what we're all going through. So I really appreciate that about coaching our league. I'll wrap with this one. We, we've talked a decent amount, Coach, about how this year's obviously going to look different and different people are going to have to step up as leaders and those intangible things that are so much more than just on the floor goes. But for Northwestern supporters listening, for UMAC fans listening, you may not know the full answer to this yet, but I think you may have a decent idea. What is maybe one or two of the biggest differences that you think outsiders could see this year when watching Northwestern? And again, I know you're going to find out much more of that throughout the non-conference slate and try to sure up things as you get into UMAC play, but we were so used to what we saw from that group of seniors the last multiple years and you know, timely threes and Robbie making plays on both ends of the floor and Haley being heavily involved. What is maybe one difference if you can think of one that we could see from this year's group for Northwestern women's basketball well I mean I think you're we also have had some coaching staff changes so I think that might be one difference that you see is um you know Tyler Schmidt has done a tremendous job running our offense in the past and uh I've learned a ton from him so I'm kind of stepping into he's really been in charge of that and building that thing for us so I'm kind of taking over um, some of that kind of stuff that I haven't been as involved in in the past. So um, I think there will be some differences that, that people may see there, just different coach, different fingerprint on some of that kind of stuff. And um, so I think that will be something that um, people may notice. And the rest of it is it's still just so unknown yet. It's still up in the air. Um, I think people are going to recognize, you know, some of our players that they've seen in the past couple of years and, um but I guess we'll just have to wait and see where, where that all goes. As I mentioned earlier, Coach, we do hope that this is not the only conversation this season, and we hope that we can catch up later on down the road, and we can get into some more of the X's and O's then that I know you like to talk about as well. But we really do appreciate your time and giving us kind of a 30,000-foot view of Northwestern women's basketball going into this season. Best of luck. Wyatt and I are really looking forward to November getting rolling here. So thanks so much for the time. Yeah, I appreciate appreciate all you guys do. It's great to uh, you know to kind of stay up on things, and I'm certainly willing to help out anytime I can. Thank you, Coach. You bet. Thank you.